Hi everyone. Listening to these podcasts may bring up some strong emotions for you. Please allow yourself to find a comfortable space and reasonable time afterwards for nurturing and self-care. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, it's really great to be back and I'm so excited because I am actually um, have somebody here with me that is very special to me. Uh, we actually trained together many, many years ago to become counsellors. Uh, his name is John Diamond and I'm very, very pleased to be able to be able to have a chat with John today and welcome him here to our studio. Thanks, Jan. You're an amazing woman and it's an honour to be here and thank you for inviting me. All right, that's really lovely of you. Thank you for telling me I'm an amazing woman, John. You know, I could say the same about you, you know. Yeah, <laughs> not, the, not the woman's side. Hey, I'm okay. <laughs> Whatever you want to say, I'm happy with that, definitely. All right, so we've got that out of the way now. Hmm. Yes, We're so. both amazing. Yes. Yes. So I'd just like to sort of just um, think about, have you got any ideas about where you'd like to begin for us to have this conversation today? Is there anything in your mind that says that we needed to talk this out. Well, I was thinking about this this morning, and uh, it's probably worth knowing that we've just spent the last hour talking with each other, which has been wonderful, and we should have recorded it. Mm. Um, so, we're, And we're worried that we're actually spent and we'd actually had nothing else to say, but anyone who knows me knows I've always got something to say. Yes, John, that's um, right. That's, that's it. true. But I actually think our journey together, right back when we did that course, uh, relationship counselling, is that what it was? Oh, yes, yeah. it was. Yes, it was, and that was um, life-changing for me and, mm. and the people I met. Mm. Uh, including you, um, was a big turning point in my life. And, uh, and I think uh, you and I have had similar journeys since. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think um, the people that trained us were um, so, so wonderful in their own ways, so experienced, so knowledgeable, so genuine. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's sort of uh, assisted me to be able to know uh, how I wanted to be as a counsellor, um, how I wanted to to grow in that way. Yeah, they modelled it. They they embodied that that yes. that uh, authenticity, that transparency. That yeah, it was it was lovely to watch, and it was life changing for me because I hadn't actually experienced that in any learning situation before. To have these people that were just so open, so honest, and um, and there for us, it was yeah, it was transformative for me. It was yeah. And that's interesting too because I hadn't had any thought ever of doing anything like I was doing. And I think, um, were you at Lifeline at, when you started the course? Yeah, yeah. It was it was uh, probably three or four years or something like that. Yeah. Uh, my wife, my second wife and current wife, um, uh, at one point had asked me the question, you know, what, what would you like to do? Because I was very much... Um, uh, entrenched in uh, small business mm. uh, and completely different world, I remember. Um, which was quite, um, took, took a, a, quite a toll. And she said to me at the time, you know, have you ever thought of maybe uh, doing something in the helping world? And there was an ad, I think, in the paper. Mm -hmm. And it was, a, it was a drive to get um, male telephone crisis supporters, you know, counsellors. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I thought, and she gave that to me and I thought, okay, I'll I'll go and sign up and maybe it was something. And that, yes, I went and did that course. I ended up being the only male that they got that year. Yeah. So so I was the uh, result of that drive because <laughs> I think they recognised that uh, there was only 20% male and 80% female Yeah. Um, and they wanted more men. Um, 
so that was the beginning of that journey. And then a few years later, um, uh, then the, the course that we did together mm. was the next step. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the um, workers there at Lifeline when I did that was doing the training uh, was doing Doug's course, our counselling course, and um, I just asked her about it. And she said, well, it's starting again next year if you were interested in coming along and, you know. However, I can always say that the process to get into the course was was not, wasn't always an easy one to to uh, to get in because mm. they didn't make it easy. No, I think they yeah the, they had uh, all those steps you had to go through to find out whether it was a good fit. Exactly. Yeah. How yeah. you be, and it's funny. That's right. Well, I think when I did the psychological testing That's thing, right. yeah. Um, yeah, I think it came out that um, something around. What I'd be suitable for would be drug and alcohol counselling. Oh, okay. I don't know about that. I actually, I have a really sneaky suspicion that I cheated on that course. How could you cheat on it? I just, you know how they go, you know, uh, one for, you know, extremely agree and and five for extremely disagree? I think I just did like two and three for everything. (laughs) Because I figured if I put in any extremes then it, uh, it might uh, give too much of a dangerous profile in either direction. <laughs> That's the way my mind works. So I think at the end it said that I'd be really good at doing something, uh, pretty much anything uh, in the end of that oh, process. So You're just too damn good. Yeah, so I snuck my way through that one, but we'll just keep that to ourselves. Okay? <laughs> we won't let anybody no, know. No, 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 just between you and I. Okay? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, yeah, <laughs> after that... <laughs> Um, it was a journey, and I'm so so glad that we were able to 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 go that through that process. That we used to meet, I think it was once a month for for the weekend, That's right. and we had some really good um, growth experiences in that training. Yeah. What do you think for you, John? Did you get out of it? Because I mean, we we did a lot of um, we did a lot of role players. We we got to know each other quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, we we formed some really amazing um, yeah. friendships out of it, um, and we were growing as together as it, it, we were growing individually, yeah. and we were growing together. We were. Uh, we we there were some really challenging times, especially especially when we did the Gestalt training. Yeah. Uh, that was a very <laughs> difficult yeah, weekend. It was. It was intense. <laughs> it really was. And um, and I think as it's amazing to think that we we, we were lucky enough to have such a, um, brilliant trainers on this central coast. Yes. We did it here. We did. With the most amazing trainers and that had – were very passionate and caring about their roles. They were. And I think it was only in the first couple of years of them running that course because um, I think we might have been the second tier out of four or five years that they did it. So they, uh, I think we were either the second or third year. So they'd, they'd actually, all of the problems with the course, all the, um, you know, the first, when you first do anything, you have all the little problems with it. I think we we went in at a perfect time because they'd nutted out all the issues, they'd, they'd Put it all together nicely, and and we got that that two year period together. It was over two years, wasn't it? Was it over yeah, two years? Yes, yeah. just on two years. That's right. And you're right. The Gestalt weekends, um, uh, for me, I was about to actually say for men, not not showing how they feel, but I just talk for me because not all men are the same. Can I ask John yeah, before yeah. you? Um, yeah. What what was a what is Gestalt, and and what was the why was it so hard? Like, what was the difference in the Gestalt and uh, it's body work. It's about having a connection to your body and how your body uh, is a um, 
the messenger and the holder of pain. Uh, oh, like what we were talking about earlier exactly. when that, Jan mentions your body stores things, that's, that's gestalt. It. That's oh. it. And there's a whole bunch of um, uh, exercises and processes um, that you can go through to get in touch with your body, to get in touch with that pain, to relieve that pain. And those exercises and um, processes that we, we use in Gestalt where you can, um, oh, there's some wonderful ones, isn't there? Like uh, there was about carrying weight and about mm. weight on your shoulders and about... The heavy blankets and... The... That's it. And uh, having uh, giving giving things funerals. Do you remember mm. that one? Mm. Yeah. So, Dan, your, your reaction then when you remembered the heavy blanket mm. then, what mm. was that difficult for you? Mm. Uh, it just took me back to... Um, the whole process because you just don't forget when you when you go through something like that you don't forget it. You so really, you're actually going through a process as part of they, your training. Yeah, it came. It was um, triggered. It was um, it was a memory that came up, and the idea behind this for counsellors is that we experience what we put out, what what we might might be using as techniques for our for our clients. And we we need to know. Um, what that feels like and how how bodies will react as a client, as, yeah. Mm. So with that with that that way we have respect and understanding for what our clients go through. So we need to to do this work ourselves. So it was a weekend where we went away and we had to um, we were we were going to be triggered by past by the past. So when we went in, when we went into the triggers, then um, the the workers would then like if like even weigh you down with, with it, like really get you into that process. So you then they then they work with you to sort of allow you to to experience it to come and then to gently come out of it. And you know it's a it's a big it's it a big thing to go through. It's a big self awareness release. Yeah. And and so you would if you were carrying a lot of pain or a lot of uh, sadness around a loss um, that um, that. Uh, you're holding in your body and your body would give you um, clues to that, you know, if you had a sore back all the time or sore shoulder or sore elbow or or you were overweight or underweight, your body is telling you something. And with Gestalt, um, basically they ask you what's happening and you get in touch with that mm. and you find out, oh, yes, I am carrying that That's weight. That's what I'm carrying. Yeah, and let's, and let's somehow create a, an exercise for you to, Go and spend some time with it in a safe environment. They did it so well. They, Beautifully. They, they, they kept you safe in that, that mm. process. And so that processing, does that then release that or? Um, well, yeah. Well, as with any, all of our counselling, uh, self-awareness, mm. knowing you better helps you move forward. So <laughs> That's so, a great um, yeah. phrase. Mm. That's it. So if you, yeah. uh, the self-awareness, every time now that you, you notice something, your mindfulness, you go, oh, yeah, that's that stuff wow. that I used to carry that I'm still carrying at some point, uh, at some level, that needs to be cared for now. I like that you use the phrase needs to be cared for rather than needs to be gotten rid of or needs oh. to be dealt with. Yeah. It's like needs to be cared for. That's mm. beautiful. Because mm. you really can't get rid of. Mm. It's, it, we can, we can. It's there. It's a part of us. It's 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 what we know. It's what our body remembers. What, what, what how we know it, and it's about honouring that and respecting that and respecting your body in that process. And 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 that allows you to sit with a client to know, to be able to know their pain and hold their pain mm. and just hold their pain. 
Um, and then, you know, it, and if we, and for me, if we hadn't have been had this opportunity to do this work, then, you know, it, it leaves you pretty open as a counsellor if somebody comes in and it's all of a sudden they're touching your stuff mm. and then you sort of not if you haven't done that work yourself, yeah. then that's it not going to, it's not going to help the client mm. because, you know, it's about us knowing what they're going to, if they're coming in talking the same sort of language from your part, the part right, of your so part. So you don't want to be reacting yeah, to it. It's about yeah. knowing that we know what we're doing. We know how our body's holding that. So we can just, I, what I do is breathe into that, ground myself, feel my feet firmly on the ground, knowing that this is me. That's their story. It's similar, mm. but we separate it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you, and and in that process, you're there for them in that relationship, not experiencing your own thing. And you don't want to get in the way of of their processing by bringing too much of you mm. in there. And I say too much because you always bring a part of you mm. into that relationship. But you don't want to bring in too much of you. You want to make it their time. Um, and and the way you do that is exactly what Jan's saying, and that is to uh, spot it mindfully, mm. um, hold it yourself, and and just hold it here, and then be present to the person you're with. And then, so you must, as as part of your training, was there then some kind of, or, or as part of your practice today, both of you, is there then a process that you then go through afterwards to, like, do you do you box that away until you've got time to deal with it, or do you? Try and process. We were that. talking about that earlier, weren't we? But mm-hmm. I asked you, what what do you do to care for you in between being present to others? Mm. Well, I used to like if I was working organisationally as I was for over thirteen years, it was often a process for me. If it was a very very heavy um, client situation, like touch me, really touch me, I was able to go perhaps grab another counsellor and debrief, um, which was really good. Uh, so, and also I, I love this, I just had this thing where I need to feel my, make sure I'm grounded and also give myself a bit of a shake. I'll shake my, shake my hands and, you know, feel that. Um, and also we have our supervisors, uh, which are very important to us. And now that I'm working privately, um, I do do those rituals myself still and um, absolutely love being able to get in contact with my supervisor. And if he's not available, I am. I do have other people that I can contact and, and John's one of them and if we need to talk, that we can talk. And I think that's really important that uh, we are aware of what's happening for us and it's not about holding it and carrying it because um, it's about allowing it to 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 be worked through, knowing it's occurred, um, and you want to be able to look after yourself so you can be there for others. You can be there for your clients. Yeah. Brene Brown uh, said in one of her you know TED talks, mm. um, the best therapist to have is a therapist that has a therapist. Um, yes. uh, because, it sounds like that's so does, true. Yeah. So if you, you um, in order to be present to someone, you need to be caring, self-caring yourself. So mm-hmm. you go and you, you have that time and that space for you with someone over here, which then gives you uh, the capacity to be present to someone over here. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned self-care, like not only in, in response to, um, you know, like when when you have a pain, like care for that pain rather than get rid of it, but also with yourselves as well. And it seems like that's a real common thread in what Jan and I have been talking as well over the months is that self-care in, in all aspects is is such a vital foundation. It's integral. 
it's integral, I think, to just living. Um, mm. If you, we know better than anyone, if you spend your entire life putting other people's needs before your own or making, uh, uh, not loving yourself or caring for yourself or forgiving yourself, um, uh, can can make your life a whole lot more difficult than it has to be. And so many people do that, don't they? Because they see that as as I'm being a good person, so I'm going to put everybody else before me. Yeah. And, and that's what you said, Jam, was one of your experiences, like your life experiences was up to a certain point. You'd had that realisation and then... And... Yeah, I can't be... I'm, I'm no... I'm better for others after I'm good to me. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And and it's, it's, it's really... Um, that statement of putting yourself first scares people. It really scares people because it's not often what they've learned in the in child in the childhood. I certainly didn't know that. I, you know, I didn't because it was always important to put everybody first. But um, once I realised and learnt it, understood it, learned something different, I can't. I I couldn't be there. It was no wonder I was having such a struggle because I couldn't be there for anybody because I wasn't there for myself. Yeah, there's not enough in the tank to be there for, no. for others. And there was so much that I learned out of just doing that training, a, a, a relationship, diploma of relationship training with you, John. And um, I just grew so much and I was able to face some really big issues that, that I'd grown up with. And... I'm wondering if how you felt when you came out of that training. I, well, for me, it's it cemented um, in me at the time um, that I've got such a huge benefit and freedom that I didn't have before by having that experience. Mm. And because it was so life-changing, I just wanted to share that with the world. Mm. I know that sounds... No. I went, wow, this has been so good for me. Mm. to release the pain that I was carrying for so long. Me too. Um, I just feel it felt like it would be unfair for me to not share this. Mm. Um, and I thought, okay, well, then now I'm going to continue to love me more and mm. then I'm going to be present to others in a similar way that we experienced mm. for them to get the same huge life benefit from mm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting because I, you know, it's a pretty hard taskmaster, our Doug, and mm. um, uh, I didn't want to go into my family of origin stuff. Yeah, yeah. we used to say he used to dig or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and now I said, yeah. I said, to, said to, uh, to, to, to Doug at one of our weekends, he was talking about what we were going to go through and what we we're going to do around family of origin, mm. whatever it was, and um, I said, I'm not going to go there. I don't know if you remember how many times after someone got in touch with their pain yeah. and, and felt it and then came out of it and were relieved and they'd look Doug in the eye and say, you bastard. Yeah. Do you remember that? All the time. Yeah, you that's used right. to say. No, that's right. I said, I really didn't want to go there, but, I mean, thank God I have. Yeah, me but too. But Jesus, it was hard. And thank you for um, digging. Digging. Yeah, digging. Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah. yeah. Doug the digger. That's, yeah, that's, it. that's, that's it. what Chris gave him a that's little it. digger, didn't he, for he, our, and our he did. Um, graduation. He, he did. He did. Didn't let us off the hook. <laughs> no, he didn't. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm really grateful for it. Um, I think it's it was a, a wonderful turning point in my life. I really do. Yep, and I think, uh, and it's wonderful for all the people now that we're present to mm. and how that resonates into their lives. Mm. And that sounds like I'm... 
um, you know, overstating our value, but no, we are a huge value to ourselves and to the people around us mm. and, and how that resonates into their relationships. And I like thinking of myself that way. Mm. Yeah. And that was one of the big steps that I made during that course was to love myself more and yeah. to value myself more. Yeah. And I'm hanging on to that one. Yeah, I get that. I did get you it. expect that, John? Um, did you expect to have that transformational experience, that release of pain, that freedom? No, it was, a, it was for me, it was um, strange enough, it was to appease my wife. Okay. <laughs> she said, you know, maybe you should go do this. And I go, okay, dear. Yes, dear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and off I went and, and, uh, and got in touch with me for the first time in so many different ways and at such incredible depths. So that was the first therapeutic thing you'd done in your life? Yeah, it was the first time where I got to really look at me and to uh, recognise just how exhausted I was being me. Wow. Yeah. That's a, yeah. How old were you? Oh, uh, 20 years ago. So 20 odd years, yeah. 30, 21 30s, years ago. Early 30s. How exhausting it was being you. Yeah, for like, that 30 four years or whatever so it was, yeah. I think something when Jan and I had spoken recently about that we, it's about people making change in their lives and getting to a point, it's almost like we snowball through our lives with no thought to where we're going or, or how we're doing internally until some giant thing happens and it always seems to be this a breakdown or we've had enough or some big life event rather than actually managing ourselves along the way as people might do with their cars every year, you know. Yeah. It's a, we go for the, uh, rather than prevention, we wait for a cure. Yeah. So, and, and so many times you'll hear the people that have major losses and I had a major loss with my divorce mm. and, the, and during that period, my first divorce, my only divorce, um, of suicidal thoughts and mm. absolute desperation mm. and, and um, totally lost, uh, and and so and surviving that deep, dark, painful period was then the catalyst mm. that that I needed. Mm. If I hadn't had that, yeah, I'm not sure I would have. I would have maybe could have been still stuck now. Well, that's I what I because that's exactly mm. pretty much exactly what happened to me. Like it took that for me to for everything to start falling apart, and then in retrospect, looking and going. All right, well, that served me. And I think, Jan, you've said it's like, well, that serves you up to a point. Yeah. It's like the only way you manage is you, yeah. you, that serves you up to a point. And there's no knowledge of that not servicing you or, or doing yeah. otherwise until it starts falling apart. Mm. And then it's like, yeah, I can't go on like that. I need to start again and put everything back properly. And trusting that process was the big part for me. And that mm. was, it was needed. It, it, rather than seeing it as a tragedy, uh, eventually uh, in the, uh, the new perspective that works for me was it was I, I, it was really difficult being me, mm. and then this happened, which I almost organised. Mm. I think subconsciously, I think you attract that. I yeah, really do. That's mm. it. And then mm. the the survival of that, um, and all of the benefits in that mm. survival were on time. And Carl Jung, I love Carl Jung, also said that you know what works for you in the morning doesn't necessarily yes. work in the yeah. afternoon, rather the evening. So all of that containment of me was required mm. for that 30 years, um, but it had um, run its course. Mm. And, that, and I think yeah. you, oh, I can't remember the book, but when I was sort of putting myself back together, I was reading a lot and there was this amazing book about a, 
there was a plastic surgeon who'd gone into kind of psychotherapy because he'd seen the changes in people's personality after plastic surgery. And he he surmised thus that we attract these things into our lives, but we don't know we're doing that. And it's like a subconscious process, like how um, how we might drive to work and we'll arrive at work not actually knowing how we got there because our, our subconscious brain is just like, well, clutch down, gear stick, blah, blah, blah. We don't consciously do all that. But then in our lives, we might be struggling on our conscious level, but our unconscious mind is going, hey, you need to go this way. You've got to go this way. And, and what really helped me in, in embracing and not fighting where I was was the, the, the idea that what I was feeling at the time was a conflict between my conscious mind wanting to stay where I had been and my unconscious mind going, mate, you're going this way whether you like it or not. So you can either stop and do it easy and stop struggling and just go this way, or you can keep fighting, but we're going to get there eventually. Yeah. Well, entrusting the process, that bind that you're mm. in has a, um, has a use-by date. Yeah. Um, so at some point there will be um, a breakthrough, hmm. which looks like a breakdown. But okay. breakthrough is such a nicer way to put it. So it? so when that when you do hit that wall, um, it's on time, mm. and you organised it mm. on purpose, and and off you go. And in that process of finding, uh, you will just as uh, intelligently find the resources to survive it. And and it's a much gentler. It seems to me a much gentler way to look at those major life events rather than a breakdown as a breakthrough in reframing them in such a positive way in, in going, okay, I brought this on myself and yeah. it needed to happen and wow, where do I go now? Yeah. Uh, sometimes in a, when a client sits down and says, I, I've just, I'm about to go through a divorce. And it's and it's almost killing me. And I go, congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> is that what you say? <laughs> that's so exciting. Let's let's get to work. Because that 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 stops the yeah the treadmill. Hey, it's like yeah. we so often we're just treading water. I think yeah. change is good, and uh, the only thing that is consistent is the inconsistency. Yeah. So, um, but that yeah. self care to get through that to to love that process and to embrace that process seems to be a great pathway forward. It is. And and uh, trusting your client uh, and their process, it, for me, is the most important part of the process. And that is that they, they haven't come in because there's something wrong with them. They've come in because there's something right with them. Uh, uh, they're the ones they, that are seeing. That's it. Absolutely. And, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll be here to watch yeah, and, to, and, and to care you for you what you're doing for it. Oh, that's well, you're doing that. Yeah. Love the journey yeah. the clients are on. It's such a thrilling experience to be a part of a journey where they're finding themselves or finding something new about themselves. It's we feel very privileged to to be counsellors. I feel that way. I think we're very lucky to to have the training and have such good training. And I I have to say, as I've been listening to you talk uh, there, uh, John. Um, I had a memory flash and it was you when we first started training together and you, I watched you go through that period of time. I watched you, you were, I could, I could remember, I don't know where you were, what you, how you remember me, but um, because you were, you know, you've always been quite an out there type of person and um, 
I could see, and there was, but there were so so many ways that you you grew into a new new way of being, and you could see it happening. It was quite quite amazing. I had a suit of armor on, but yes. I was taking one piece off. You, each I week, could, each I could say that's absolutely yeah. the, the the truth. I, yeah. I understand that, and I, I I got that, and it just had this amazing flash came back, and memories came back of of you and, and when we first started. And I remember how I was. It was, yeah, it was uh, so yeah, different, totally different person mm-hmm. um, to those twenty odd years ago. Mm-hmm. Very transformative, and yeah. with every with every self-awareness and with everything that I learnt and being around, being present to and being around amazing people like you um, that were brave enough to be vulnerable, uh, which I had never seen, people being that brave mm, to be was, that vulnerable. Um, we had some quite amazing people being very vulnerable yeah. and, and brave and that, and in that weekend. And that's where I got the permission in yeah. that space yeah. to, to, take, to start taking off that armour. Isn't it beautiful that we can give ourselves permission to do that, to, to say en- enough is enough of the way I've been. Uh, it doesn't suit me anymore. That's it. I need to know who I am now yeah. so I can be whoever I want to be for the future. That's it. And when I just listening to you talk, it's just so beautiful. It's like I was just imagining what it must have been like for you, John, to... Yeah to really go to a place you've never been before and then to start taking that weight off. Yeah. Because it is a weight, hey, it's like you're not being true to yourself and it's like, wow, that must have been incredible and amazing to watch that as well. It was. And I'm getting a bit emotional now from the memory because my body remembers. Yeah, mm. yeah. Remembers that release. Yeah, I could, I mm. could feel it mm. too mm. and I could feel that time of just memory came back to me with when I wanted to run out of the room because I knew I was going to be, Okay, I did yeah. again, <laughs> and um, I wanted to run. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think I did run. I might have walked out and came back. Mm. Um, however, I stayed there, and I, I, and I let myself grow through that process. It takes a lot of courage. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. One of the um, many years ago, I had a, a week up at Mayamari, uh, up in the Hunter, and I'll always remember a man there who was like my... Um, adopted grandfather while I was there. He was in his 80s, very old man. And I thought, you're 80 years old and you're coming to a retreat to deal with your stuff that you've never... And he was typical older generation. It's never too late. And it's never too late. And it was just so incredible to watch this 80-year-old man process stuff that had happened to him as a little boy for the first time in his life. Incredible. And to to look at him or to, to talk to him, you wouldn't have thought that he was carrying the stuff that he was carrying was deeply traumatic stuff because we would share at times and it took him many, many days um, to get to share. And to hear this beautiful guy to start getting in touch with stuff that he locked away from being a little boy was incredible and it's yes. never too late. It's an honour to witness. So much. Yeah, that happens. Um, but it's also yet another reminder that um, any day, Mm. Any age, um, a, a new way of thinking can bring such huge benefits to anyone that uh, is either ready for and willing to take that step. That's an amazing place, isn't it? That's that just, yeah, any time and any day. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just feeling at this, right at this very point, I've just felt... A beautiful glow come over me and just wanted to say that 
I feel that might be a nice place to uh, for us to finish here today with the memories that we've shared together. Beautiful memories. John. Yeah. And the way that we've been able to reflect on our growth through that process and for us to be able to so perhaps take this away from this time together to actually think of, it, it just goes through more thoughts around um, our journeys, where, where we've been, where we, what we've come from, where we are now. And in some ways I feel that this is going to be a, a nice way for us to be more, in another way, more present to our, to our clients that come through the door. Yeah, I think it's, this has been uh, cathartic mm. for me and also uh, yet another uh, bit of evidence to me that um, me caring for me and expressing who I am um, uh, as a side effect, others take benefit. Yes. So uh, the relationships I have with my clients and, and then even listeners in this forum is um, this is really good for me and mm. just maybe it'd be good for the, the client or listener as well as, yes. a, as a secondary. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds a little selfish, but yeah. I'm going with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good on you because yeah. well, that's that's exactly the ending I would hope from, for, you, for you, John. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, well, thank you very much, for John, once again for, for joining me today. It's been really wonderful to catch up with you again in so many ways. And I'm just so grateful that we've had this opportunity. So um, everybody, I'd just like to say thanks so much for listening and um, we'll look forward to sort of catching up again next week.